This is Move Out Loud, a Galden production. We've teamed up with Nike to take you, our community, on a journey of self-discovery using sport and movement as our springboard. In this episode, I talk about football with Nike athlete and powerhouse Demi Stokes about her sport, career and what it takes to compete at the highest levels. This year, Demi won the Women's Euro Championship 2022 with the Lionesses, the England women's football team. And she currently plays for Manchester City Football Club. So incredible. Hi there, Demi. Welcome, welcome. It's so nice to finally get a chance to speak to you. There's literally no way I could start this episode without first saying a massive congratulations on your history-making win this year with the England women's football team. Boom. How was it? Thanks for having us. Yeah, I don't think it's sunk in and I I don't think there's been like much time to like reflect on it either. I think in a couple of years' time, we will look back and be like, yeah, we did that. Yeah, like literally making history. That must have been so, so wild. You've got to tell me what was it like, the atmosphere, the moment you realised you won, um, all ears. I always say like, I don't think, you know, we've had time to reflect or I think, I don't think we understand the magnitude of obviously what we've done and what we've done for women's football. I don't even think like we could believe it. It was just mad. Like, I remember I was quite emotional. Like, I was seeing other people cry, which was making me cry, but... It was obviously like as if to be like, what has just happened? Um, And then as well, obviously, all your emotions that you controlled during the tournament, I think literally just come out. Yeah. But I I remember just saying, what the hell? Like, I just kept saying that as if like, what is going on? Like, I couldn't (laughs) believe it. But yeah, I think obviously we've put women's football at the forefront. Everyone wants to know about it. Everyone wants to know how we won and what we did and all the little secrets. So... Yeah, I think it's like looking back in a few years' time, we'll be like, yeah, that was awesome. Wow, that was, you know, what an achievement. Yeah, you're still like in the thick of it at the moment, aren't you? Still like kind of in the high of it. Did you go into the tournament thinking like you've got this in the bag? Do you know what? It's so funny, but I was texting a friend and she texted me and it was funny because I thought I was in trouble, but she texted us saying, I should listen to you more often. And I was thinking, what have I told her to do like I couldn't think (laughs) and she like forwarded a message that I'd said I think we can win it oh nice yeah yeah so I I had it on my phone and obviously like the team that we had was so talented and you know anyone anyone could have played and like when you go into a tournament it that's what you want you you want your starting 11 to be hard to pick and I think going into that it was probably really hard for us to do that so yeah Amazing. You totally manifested it. I love that. Yeah, that's it. Put out the universe. Confidence is key. (laughs) And how did you feel afterwards? I know you were saying a bit like it hasn't sunk in, but did anything change for you when you returned back to WSL? I think me being a bit probably a bit naive was like, yeah, we can go and do what we want or or whatever. I remember we went out in like London, me, Jill and Lauren, we were just walking to go to Zara. And I said to Jill, can we just go back to the hotel, please? Because wow. it was like every it was every two steps, someone was going, well done, or can we have a picture? Oh and I gosh. said, Jill, this is your fault. This was because everyone loves you. And she was like, don't be so daft. But me and Hemp were just like, oh, Jill, just get Take us back, back to the hotel. <laughs> SOS. <laughs> <laughs> I think obviously that's just like 
part and parcel of it and like everyone's yeah. excited and we wouldn't want it any other way just because that's where we do want the women's game to go that's where we want it to be and completely it, it, it's only gonna get better and more intense as you know we keep winning and there's like so many changes for you sort of that being one of them but also I have to say what an amazing year it's been for you because you've recently become a parent which is massive congratulations sitting here talking to you seeing all of the jungle print all over the back I of the said, wall. I said to my partner I said he, he better like animals because it's almost been forced upon him bless him it's got Aww. you know giraffes everywhere monkeys on the wall and elephants and all that how has it been anyway like sort of managing the juggle between career and parenthood uh do you know what it's tough in terms of i was saying obviously the euros was really tough for me just being away and got like my partner won't mind to saying this but like you know she's ringing me up some days crying and going oh god you know he's been a handful today or he's teething or so i think that bit i've found really hard because Physically, I can't be there to help. So I'd say, like, in terms of travel and stuff, it's hard. But when I'm home and, you know, when I'm at City and it's the best, because I think when you're a professional, you can become too, like, not not too obsessed, because I think, obviously, that's what gets us to the top. But, yeah, yeah, maybe that is the word, maybe too obsessed with, you know, I've got to eat this, I've got to go to bed at this time, I've got to do this. So, like, when I get home now, I literally just go, where's Harlan? what we're doing, where we're going, uh, what we're playing with or what we're watching. When I am home and present, it's it's quite a good balance. Like on your days off, like today we went to sensory class and oh. I think I had a little <laughs> moment and, you know, he was a pirate last week at sensory class. This week he was meant to be a pumpkin and it didn't turn up and you think, oh God, I'm the worst parent because, oh, no. you know, he's not going <laughs> to have his pumpkin outfit. But you just like, I don't know, it's, it's just funny the things that are, I guess your mindset switches a little bit. But... Totally. I can't even imagine the amount of multitasking and time management that's involved. I literally have so many questions. I wanted to ask about your early years and sort of winding all the way back to where it started. So you've been playing club football since the age of eight and by 16 you were playing in the first team for Sunderland. So I think it's safe to say that football has always been a massive part of your life. I'd love to know where it all came from. Where did it start? To be honest, it just come about like having a kick about the lads on the state. So I was originally born in Birmingham, was there till I was three. And then we went up to South Shields with my mum, brothers and sisters and my nan. I guess I guess a teacher saw that I had talent, thought that I was quite good. So he actually put my name down for trials. And it was a team called Sunland 24-7. So it was an all-girls team, but it was an all-boys league. So yeah, it just it just blossomed from there. So I ended up playing in that league. So it just like blossomed from there and I like I always say when I play football I I just forget about all my worries or what I might have been worried about when I was a kid or you know what home life might have been like I literally could just switch off it was my like I guess my safe place to just do and not have to think or worry about anything I think obviously when I was younger I used to say oh I'm going to be a professional footballer and do this and do that but there wasn't really like that opportunity but I always say as a kid you don't you don't think about adult life and about paying bills and you have to make money and you know that kind of thing you're just a kid and going that's what I want to do and that's what I'm going to do and just blossomed from there and worked hard like I always say like 
you can always work hard and, and no one can take that away from you. So I think, you know, if you always apply that to anything, I think you can you can do quite well in life or, you know, get so far. So inspiring your whole journey. I've been really following it and really enjoying hearing about where you got to where you were. And now you're at a professional level. You have to be in peak physical and mental form which I do have some experience in myself. I've actually done a couple of Guinness World Records roller skating and Ooh, I've had to... I like yeah. roller skating. Do you? Yeah. Nice. Well, not so much roller skating, but I did used to go to like, if this counts, the skate park and totally on my counts. like skates and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I can, I can, can relate that way. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So it was, it was literally like such a hardcore process. I'd just done so much training, like running up to it. And then a couple of days before I just sort of zone out and just let myself off the hook, just knowing that, you know, I'd done all of that training. I was ready. I'm super eager to hear about what your kind of process was preparing for like some of those big matches and how do you get focused? Yeah, I, th- I think to be honest, my my process is probably quite similar. I'm quite a logical person mm. in most aspects of my life. I try and write this is this, and if you do this, this is you know the outcome, and you know you pick an outcome, and you know that's it. But yeah, I probably say my process is similar. Like I always just say, like obviously you you week throughout the week, you do your training, you do your tactical work, you do your revision of what you I guess you could have done better. Mm. But I, I think when I was younger, I think I was too, like, I, I guess probably too obsessed and maybe, like, I guess too too negative towards my performances. Okay. I think as I've got older, I've learned to, like you said, be nicer to yourself and, I guess, give yourself a little bit more credits. You've had a good training week, you do your tactical work, and the rest will take care of itself. And I think I always say, like, try not to put yourself... I guess through like I guess a trauma twice. Totally. So instead of winding your mind up about something that's not happened, actually, why don't you just focus on the positives, the good things, and what will be will be. Yeah. So I think that's probably the approach I I try and have now. I think as well as our English mentality, I think we're quite good at being negative. I think we're quite yeah. good at being quite harsh on ourselves. Yeah. And I I think I always taught like when I moved to America. That was quite eye-opening for me because, you know, the when I went to college, you'd have these girls and, you know, they would tell me that they were the world's best and that they were the best. And, and I'd be thinking, you know, that's that's quite incredible because they weren't I, even at the top of the game. They were in college, obviously at a good college, but the, some of them weren't in the national team, but they were still, like, convinced and, you know, telling me and telling themselves and telling the coach that, they were the best and they should be playing. And I was thinking, wow, that's that that's incredible that you can yeah. still think like that and believe that. And I think it comes from as well your childhood as well. I think like I learned obviously the parents over there, they tell the kids they're the best thing. And yeah. why shouldn't as a parent, why shouldn't you? Like I say that now, I'm like, Holland's so gorgeous, he's so clever, he's so strong. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, yeah. I do think it's a a cultural thing when it comes to that. You got a scholarship, didn't you, to go out to America? Yeah, so I did a scholarship and I went out there just because I wanted to train more. I don't particularly like school, but Mm. I just thought I could, you know, get that boxed off, get a degree, train every single day, get more game time in terms of matches and then push myself that way. So Amazing. That that was why I went out there and it, it sounds really weird, but... In my head, I was like, the worst 
I, I didn't want to be in debt. I thought if I stay in England and go to uni here, I'm going to have to get a student loan. I don't want to be in debt. The sound of it sounds terrifying. Yeah. Um, so I just was like, you know, if I can get it with playing football, then why wouldn't you? And you said it was a big difference in culture, the way that they sort of hyped themselves up and spoke about themselves and thought about themselves. How did that affect you? How did that affect your performance and the way you dealt with your wins and your failures and things like that? I think it was really good for us because, again, like I touched on the culture in England, like even the way Americans are, they're quite out there and loud and confident, whereas I'm not like that. I'm like probably quite introvert and, yeah. you know, keep myself to myself. And when I first moved there, I found it really overwhelming and quite draining because I just was like, right, we've done enough hyping. We've done, <laughs> we've done this and we've done that. And I was like, I just want to go home. Like, I'm tired. I just need to sit in a room by myself and think. Yeah. So when I first got there, I did find it like, wow, this is this is not me. Like even before games, it was like you used to do this thing where you get your name called out and they play like your favourite song and you do the high fives and a big chest pump. And, Super cheesy. Yeah, this is not me. But I always say like you become what you're around and I become that. Like you become, you know, you're dancing before games or you high five and all your chest pump. So yeah, you become what your surroundings are. So I think it was good. For, it was good for me in terms of like that aspect. Seems like you got a bit of confidence as well. Yeah, definitely. Like my coach, who I was obviously working with at the time, Denise, she was so good. Where I'd be like, oh, Denise, I just want to play. I just want to improve and move on, win games and go home. And she'd be like, no, like I want you to be a leader. I want you to do this. And I'd be like, Denise, no, I, I'm I'm quite comfortable with coming here, training hard winning and what I remember when I first got got there obviously I was a freshman but I was I was quite old for a freshman so I think I was 19 when I got there okay and I think you're a bit younger when you get there like if you're from America and I remember someone was like oh you need to go and get the water bottles and I said oh yeah there's two have already gone there was only two water crates I said it's fine like two have gone and I got pulled into the office and she said you know like here you have to you know, work hard and, you know, earn your respect. And oh. and I was like, <laughs> what? But there was only two crates and two people went and got it. Well, I don't, you know, I don't understand. Like, do you want all six of us to get it? And she was like, well, yeah, because you're a freshman. Like, that's what you do. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> you're like, all oh, right, okay, noted. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So even like that, I just was like, all oh, right, okay. That's, you know, that's a bit weird. But again, you just... You, you do what you know your surroundings are and what's required but yeah you you end up just learning the culture and I guess fitting in so yeah, yeah it was it was good it was a good good experience and I'm glad I did it totally they must all be so proud of you over there as well just to see how far you've come You are like an absolute amazing role model for young girls, especially young girls of colour, to see people like you out there and like totally smashing it. Which leads me on to a massive other achievement we spoke about earlier is becoming a mother yourself. How are you defining or sort of redefining motherhood for yourself? It's funny because all my teammates go, God, Demi, I can't believe you're a mum or I can't believe you've got a baby. Like we just forget, forget almost. Again, I don't think I've sat and reflected and thought, actually, 
you're a mom, you know, you're a professional footballer. Like I, I do know, obviously, I, f- I feel like so, so blessed and, and lucky to obviously be able to still do my career. Yeah. Have a supportive partner and come home to, you know, a beautiful son. So, yeah, I don't think I've given it too much thought, but I think I think it's always doable. Sorry if you can hear him crying. <laughs> He's <laughs> getting out of the bath. Him up. He's like, it's my time to shine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bath time. He loves the bath and he's getting taken out. So that's the cries. <laughs> like, I, I, I hate the thought that as women, we think that we have to pick one or the other. Yeah. But I, I do think if like companies and like, for example, me, like teams in the WSL get the, the system right and get the support right. Yeah. I do think women can do both. And yeah, I do I do I think I find it quite sad that as women we have to go right and it shouldn't be that way because equally men don't have to. Totally. So yeah, I think we can be better. I think everyone can do better and I think the support can be better in terms of, you know, supporting women and And do you feel like that support has been available to you or in, in any kind of way or do you, are you waiting for more? I think in terms of like England and that kind of thing, I think Serena has been obviously really supportive of okay. obviously being a mum and, you know, in, in camp that we had like family barbecues and stuff nice. like that. So that was really good. So Harlan and Kate were able to come. They were also able to like stay a few nights as well during training while, you know, we're getting it there. But I think as well, Serena has been a mum. so. Okay. I think she gets it. Mm. You know, I've got friends who've had babies, you know, who are also playing the WSL, but I think the support could be better. I think the practice and plans in place can be better. So, and I think that's probably why I said I'll probably try and trial and error. So I, I know, like, obviously at City, on our recovery days, Harlan is allowed to come in. He's allowed to come in for lunch. So I think it's just about, like, pushing the boundaries and, you know, seeing where you can get or ask yeah. questions. But, I think for me, like the support has been good from obviously my teammates and my coaches. And what was the best advice on motherhood do you feel like you've ever received? I think not to listen to other mums. I think. Oh, really? really, (laughs) Yeah, because I think obviously like everyone has their opinion and well, I did this way and we did that. But I think obviously times are changing. Like I remember when we um, first got pregnant, I said to Katie, we're not having all these gadgets in the house. Like I had a baby seat. And I was quite fine. Like, you turned out fine. I turned out fine. But obviously, times are changing. Personalities, development, and, you know, everything's so different now to when I was born. So the way we do things is a lot different. Yeah. So, yeah, it, the, probably the best advice was probably just to do what, you know, what your gut says and what you believe in. So I think that's what me and Katie have always tried try to do and I think as long as we're both on the same page it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks yeah it's just like going with your instinct yeah because you you that's why everyone was like have you read books have you done this and I was like to be honest no I've read no books I've not done anything like that I'm just gonna go off instincts and if I get that stuck I'll get myself on Google (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you think he's gonna be kicking a ball about sort of as soon as he can start walking kind of thing (laughs) I, I hope so. He's, to be fair, my neighbour bought him. It's called My First Football and it plays music and lights up. And yeah, every, every it's funny because everyone keeps saying that and I just keep saying he, he can be whatever he wants to be and he can be whoever he wants to be. And that's that's kind of the environment, you know, that I want him 
to grow up in. And again, like I said, when we first thought we were having a girl, I, you know, I was quite, I was buzzing that we were having a girl. But then in my head, there was a bit of a daunting moment. And I thought, we're going to have to get a girl and prepare her for this world. Yeah. You know, we're going to have to get her to be like really robust and know how to protect herself and, you know, that. But then when my partner, Katie, rang me, she was like, she was sobbing on the phone and I thought, Katie, what's wrong? Because I couldn't come to the appointment I had training. And I said, what's happened? She was like, guess. And I said, well, what's wrong? She was like, guess. I was like, look, is the baby all right? And she went, yeah. I said, well, what's the problem? She was like, guess. I went, we're having twins. She was like, no. She went, we're having a boy. And I said, <laughs> all right, perfect. I said, no worries. I said, you know, we just bring up a, you know, a handsome young man and who knows how to treat women right and totally. he's respectful, you know? Yeah. Whereas it probably sounds really awful to say, but I just was like, you know, with a girl, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have to bring her up to protect herself and be robust and that. Whereas actually I said, actually, no, we've got a challenge here because we can bring a, you know, a good, polite young man who is very well respected and knows how to treat women well or just people well. So mm. I was like, that's our challenge there. And she was like, you're so annoying. And I said, <laughs> why? She said, does anything bother you? And I said, well, yeah, it does. But I think you've just got to spin things and look for, a, I guess, a positive outlook on that as well. So that was that was my my outlook on, you know, bringing a girl up or bringing a boy up almost. I suppose it's almost like you are already such a role model for so many other young girls. It's the new thing for you would to be sort of a role model for a small young boy. And for you, being such a role model for the women, especially women of colour, how does it feel? What kind of role model do you hope to be for all of the other sort of young girls out there aspiring to be footballers? Yeah, I think obviously I hold obviously a responsibility and I mm. always say... When I was younger, I always looked up to people that always looked similar to me and probably not even in football because there wasn't many, but I always like talk about that. You know, the first time I seen Rachel Yankee play, you know, I was like, wow, like I, I want to be just like her or I loved watching Jessica Ennis or, you know, the Williams sisters. So naturally I'm going to probably inspire young girls, but equally, you know, I'll inspire young boys as well. Totally. But yeah, I, I always, uh, like I did say that to Katie, I said, you know, I think there's always a reason that why we got a boy. Yeah. And naturally I'm going to inspire young mixed race girls, black girls of colour. But I said, now it's my turn to, I guess, inspire young boys as well. That's amazing. I really love that angle on things. And it's just, he's going to be full of love. I can just imagine. And that's what I touched on. I said, obviously he's going to have two mums and... I said, you know, he's going to know how to love properly and, and be loved and, and feel that. And I like I have friends who, you know, they're, they're male and they get given girls. I actually believe there's a reason for that. So, yeah, I, I always think everything's for a reason. We have a couple last questions just as we're coming up to the end of our interview, unfortunately. Starting off with, what are you doing today that you in 20 years will be thankful for? I think, do you know what, probably taking Harlan to sensory class. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I'm sat there, I'm thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? Like I'm sign languaging, I'm singing, I'm the happiest thing ever. But I think when I look back, I'll probably be like, you know what, it was part of his development. And totally. he's, you know, he's 
he's very clever and he's smart and whatever. So that that's probably it. you feel silly, but really it's gonna it's gonna be a good thing. <laughs> and my next question is, how do you define success? I think the older I've got, the way I define success is for me if it makes you happy then you're winning at life yeah totally it's all emotional isn't it perfect (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Demi it was so good speaking with you today and good luck with training and baby juggling and everything you're (laughs) totally smashing it I'm really happy for you and Katie so yeah big congratulations on everything as well (laughs) thank you very much and thanks for having me Check out the Galdem social channels at Galdemzine for more on football and motherhood. Don't forget you can download the Nike app to hear from inspiring young women driving change today. Thank you so much for listening. I have been your host, Tanuke, and this is Move Out Loud. Big love. <laughs>